Hey, have you, have you ever had something expire on you? Like it could be the milk or the ham. But what I'm talking about is like your insurance, your driver's license, your tag. You know, things can expire on you that don't make much difference. Like if you look at the milk and it says best if used by last year, you just pour it out, right? But if it's something that expires and it can have a lot of blowback, I'll give you an example. I know a friend of mine who, uh, before the storms last year, his flood insurance expired. Now, who knows? All these things coming in and out. It's, it's an easy thing to happen for something to expire. And it can be very costly. In this instance, it was very costly. As, uh, as my friend and his wife went through all the stuff to get it done, it was like, man, I could have rubbed it in for a whole year. You know, if you'd have just renewed that insurance, you wouldn't have had to worry about it. So we're talking about renewal today. Uh, the last couple of weeks we've been using the word re. And reboot was one about Peter. Where Peter, at the end of his life, had some things go really wrong as far as his relationship with God. And he ended up, after being with Jesus three years, he, he ended up not believing as he should. Jesus even said, hey, look, tomorrow you're going to deny me three times before morning. And he did. And then Jesus later met him by the sea, had some breakfast, and he rebooted Peter. And Peter went on to save thousands and thousands and be the rock of the church that Jesus said he was going to be. Last week was reframe, and it was about Joseph. Joseph, who had the coat of many colors, was his brothers were jealous of him. He was thrown in a pit or a cistern by his brothers while they ate lunch. He was sold to slavery in Egypt. He was again put into prison. And he could have looked at himself and only himself in portrait formation. But God was with him in all of it. And he ended up not only saving his family because of a huge famine, but the nation of Israel. He looked at it not only in portrait, but in landscape. He looked at the big picture. And today, I'm going to be talking about renew. And it's going to be a, about the life of a, a man named David. You may know him as King David. And uh, he was a teenager. He was the eighth son of Jesse. He was a shepherd boy. He served the first king of Israel, Saul. He became the second king. And he listened to God most of the time. Like we all do. Most of the time. And I'm going to talk about his relationship. And today is a day about relationships. 
about renewal of relationships. And I want to start with this, because this story has got a couple of main characters that I want you to know about as far as relationships go. And one is about a man that is one of the mighty warriors of David. He's listed in the Bible in 2 Samuel. And I want you to know that the army of David, he had about 300,000 soldiers. And these are the names of David's mighty warriors. In 2 Samuel 23, it describes, I'm not going to give you all their names. I'm going to focus on one name. This is just some of them, though. One of them raised a spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. Another one stood his ground and struck down the Philistines until his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. Another one took his stand in the middle of the field and he defeated it and struck the Philistines down and the Lord brought about a great victory. There's some more though. So these three mighty warriors broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem, and carried it back to David. But David refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out before the Lord. A whole story right there in itself. Another one of his mighty warriors raised his spear against 300 men whom he killed, and so he became as famous. Another struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors, And he went down into a pit in the snowy day and killed a lion. And he struck down a huge Egyptian. Although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, he went against him with a club. And he snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. And then to the last one. Now all of these men were named. But I want to focus on this last one. And then there was Uriah the Hittite. There were 37 in all of David's mighty men. I want you to know that David had an army of 300,000. And if you just went to 30,000, 10%, but no, let's go down to 3,000, 1%. No, let's go down to 300, one-tenth of 1%. And let's go to 37 one one-hundredth of one percent. David knew these 37 men, and he knew their name. He had a relationship with them. They risked their life for him in battle. They pledged to fight evil based on just his word. They were men that were faithful to him, and he was faithful to them. You ever had somebody that had your back? Yeah. These men had his back. And so now David is the second king of Israel. And I'm going to put a pin on Uriah because we're coming back to him. One of the things that David is known very well for, King David, is David and Goliath. One of these battles that David was in was when he was a young boy. His brothers were at the front line and his father was sending him back and forth and back and forth with cheese and and finding out what was going on the battlefront and David would come back, the youngest, the shepherd boy. He would come back and give word to the father and the father would send him back and he'd go back and forth and back and forth. 
And David heard this person named Goliath. He was a huge person. Nine to eleven feet tall, depending upon what version and what commentary you read. But he was big and he was bad. And he would come down off a mountain, and the Israelis were on a mountain. He would come down in the valley of Eli, and he would shout to the people of Israel, Send your best, and if they kill me, we're your servants. If I kill him, y'all are my servants. And he did it over and over and over. And David told the king, he says, I'll go down. He said, the Lord rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear. The Lord rescued me. He'll rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And David did. He walked down and he said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of armies of Israel who have defiled This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. And he did. You see, David had a relationship with God. Today's about relationships. Today's about renewing relationships. And I want to show you the relationship between David and and Uriah the Hittite, and David, and God. There was this woman named Bathsheba. Now David's men were at war. These 37 mighty men, one of which was Uriah, they were at war fighting. And David was back, far away, walking on the roof of his palace and looked down and saw a woman bathing. He sent his helpers down to bring the woman to him. And she came. And the servant said, do you know who this is? They said, it's Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, one of your mighty men. But he brought her. And he was with her that night while Uriah was off fighting, while Uriah had his back. What David did is a detestable thing. Bathsheba got pregnant. She came back and told David. She said, I'm pregnant. And so as normally and usually will happen, look around in today's world. You try to cover up something you did wrong. It's just human nature. Sweep it under the rug. Get five rugs and put it on top of it. And so here's what David did. 
he asked the leader of his army, bring the husband home, Uriah, so that he would stay at his house with his wife so David would have an alibi. You see, it's about relationships. It's about relationships so much so that when Uriah was brought home, he, he didn't go to his house. He slept outside near the door of David's palace. He would not go with his wife because the other 36 mighty men were still fighting him. So were the armies of Israel. So, so David had him come the next night. Gave him a big meal and a bunch of wine, thinking he would be persuaded to go with his wife that night. And instead, he went right back out. Slept on the ground outside his master's house because he had a relationship with him. And David had one with him. And so David now had another plan. He called his commander and he wrote a note. And he handed the note to Uriah to take back to the battlefield. Uriah carried the note that had his destiny written on it, but he didn't know it. And the note said, put Uriah at the front of the battle and then withdraw the forces. And Joab, the commander of the army, did that. And Uriah was killed. He died. And Uriah the Hittite. There were 37 in all. That's what the scriptures say. You see, there was something wrong with that relationship. Something wasn't working. Relationships are tricky. You see, David had a relationship with God. God is the one who helped him kill the lion and the bear. God is the one who had him go to the front of the battle and deliver Goliath to his sword. God is the one that sent Samuel the prophet to anoint him king. David's relationship with God had expired. You know, you have to take the cap off the milk. And sometimes you know. Ooh. You see, you might be expired and not even know it. There may be some aspect in a relationship that you have that's expired. You don't do the things you used to do. You don't look at it the way you used to look at it. You don't think about it the way you used to think about it. And this expiration, you see, it comes a day at a time. My tags expire in May. I know when it's coming. It's coming right after I just renewed it. It's coming in a year. But David hadn't seen this. The Lord sent a prophet to David called Nathan. And, and he came to him and, 
said this story. Nathan said this story to David. You see, Nathan had seen what had happened. He knew what had happened. And Nathan said this. There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. And, and the rich man had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of goats and sheep and livestock. And, and the poor man had one little ewe lamb. And it was so precious to this poor man that they had this lamb and they'd bring it in the house. And it would sleep with the children. It was the only thing they had. <clears throat> and Nathan said to David, so this rich man was going to have a party and bring in a guest. And he didn't want to take any of his livestock. He went and took the one ewe lamb from the one man, and that's all he had. That lamb slept with his family. It was his prized possession. And this prophet Nathan said, this man did that. And he says, what do you think? David just went off. He should be this. He should be that. He should be this. He should be that. Samuel, I'm sorry, Nathan said to David, you are the man. It's you. You see, I don't know how you find out that your tag's expired. Hopefully it's not out on the street with a blue light behind you. But it could be like that. Maybe you're just thumbing through and you say, oh my God, my tags are expired. It's just day by day. You've got to renew it. You see, renewal is a choice. It takes an action. It takes a conscious effort to get current. You've you got to hit a button. You've got to write a check. You've got to go down to the tag office. Are you current? See, if you don't renew, being expired can get you in trouble. And I'm talking about relationships. David has let his relationship with God. He put it over here when he looked at Bathsheba. He put it over here when they said, do you know who that is? He put it over here when he invited her in. He put it over here when she told him she was pregnant. He, he put it over here when he tried to cover it up the first night and the second night. He put it over here when he sent him to his death. And he had it over here until Nathan brought it to his attention. Now my name's not Nathan. But I'm here to say, if your relationship with God has gotten a little stale, if it's easier now to kind of put God over here than it used to be, you need to renew that. If it's easier to just glance at God and keep doing what you're doing, 
You may need to renew that. Here's what David, David said in Psalm 51.10. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew. Renew a right spirit in me. Lamentation says this. Restore to yourself, Lord, that we may return. Renew our days of old. And in Romans, it says this. Don't conform to the patterns of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to do that. Your mind's just not going to renew automatically. It's not just going to, you walk into church and your mind's renewed. You, no. You have to renew your mind. The way that you're thinking, the things that you're thinking about, how you think about them. Don't be conformed. Don't put it over here. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will in your life. You see, renewal is transformative. God wants you renewed. God knows it's easy to move away from Him. But He's never moved. He'll never leave you or forsake you. We can all get like David. We can put God over here. It's, it's easy to do. But I'm here to testify to you today that God is wanting a closer and closer walk with you. He's wanting to be a part of your life like he was from the first time you gave your life to him. He's calling, the Bible says. He's knocking, the Bible says. He's pursuing us, and he will never leave us. So this week, if God is, is over here, and he's not as fresh and clear and clean as he used to be, he's not as relevant Maybe you take the top off the milk and you shake it. God wants you back. God wants you back. This is about relationships today. The first and primary relationship is your relationship with the Lord. It, if you've let that grow stale, renew it today. This is about relationships for those that are close to you. It, if they've grown stale, gotten rusty, cotton sticky renew them it's transformative it's necessary set an appointment this week just like you would with your tags or your driver's license set an appointment this week to renew those parts of your life that need renewal Dear Lord, I thank you that you are with us, you're for us. Father, that all you want us to do is to turn from and turn to you. Thank you, Lord. Help us this week, Lord, to re renew those things that we need to renew. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hello, this is Pastor Louie. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed. Thank you.